Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the first ever episode of Friends from Work, a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Kyle Sconawill, and I'm joined by my co-host and longtime friend, Robbie Earle. Hey, everybody. So, Robbie, not too long ago, Avengers Endgame surpassed James Cameron's Avatar to become the highest grossing film of all time. Highest grossing. Woo! Pretty crazy, right? It's crazy. And that movie alone is a huge reason why we're here today. Oh, absolutely. It's funny because Kyle and I have known each other for a long time, but we haven't talked on the phone in probably four or five years. Right. And earlier this year, the morning after Endgame premiered, uh, I get a call from Kyle just wanting to talk about Endgame. (laughs) No other reason. And that was amazing because I also wanted to talk about Endgame. And we realized that for both of us, these movies had meant so much that it kind of bridged this gap of time that we hadn't spoken to each other. It bridged like these different places that we were in our lives. And I think one of the really interesting things is as we talked, like we're coming from very different backgrounds and, you know, especially when it comes to to superhero stuff. But a lot of this, these movies were resonating with us in similar ways. Well, like I did not grow up reading comics at all. Um, I specifically remember where I was when Iron Man 1 came out, and I thought, well, it's a cool movie, but I didn't know anything about it. But you did read comics, didn't you? I did, yeah. You know, it's funny because one of my earlier memories is being, you know, probably three or four, and my parents were flipping through the channels, and I saw the animated uh, 90s Spider-Man show and forced them to stop so that I could see what this was. was immediately enamored, and then from then on, they had to record every episode on VHS without commercials. So they had to, you know, pause when the commercial started and then press record again when it was over because <laughs> I was a very high-maintenance child, apparently. Do you still have those VHSs? Oh, absolutely I do. Absolutely <laughs> I do. Perfect. You know, those things are valuable now. To paint a picture of how little I knew about the comics but how much I've just fallen in love with the movies as the movies go, I specifically remember Iron Man 2 being in the theaters and the post credit scene is actually when they find Thor's hammer and my whole theater gasped like, oh, and I was like, what, what do we, what is this? I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I had to Google Thor's hammer, like what the <laughs> hammer meant. That's how little I knew about any of these people in this universe. Right. Well, no, and it's funny because, you know, I remember being in the theater and gasping at Thor's hammer for a totally different reason. 
Really? Um, and that I just remember thinking that it was an awful idea. Really? I, you know, I thought that what made Iron Man work is this was kind of the era of, of the Dark Knight, you know? And so, I mean, they came out yeah, the true. same year, right? And so there have been all these other superhero movies in the past few years before that that had not gone well. Like, if you remember, I think that that was like Ghost Rider had come out and Fantastic <laughs> Four. Just these bad, bad movies that... Early Chris Evans. <laughs> right, right. Original Chris Evans superhero. And... No doubt. So whenever they, you know, teased Thor bringing Norse mythology into into a superhero movie, I just thought that that was so far away from what had made Iron Man work, and it was going to be so goofy, and I just couldn't imagine anybody caring about that character, which is hilarious in retrospect. Yeah, I was gonna say it's funny now in hindsight, right? Because I love Thor so much. Oh, right. So, right. Well, I kind of had the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy One. I remember I was in a restaurant and the trailer came on for it, and I was like, "Okay, here's the deal. I can get on board with Iron Man. I can get on board with some other stuff, but a raccoon in a tree. Okay, <laughs> this is where I draw the line. I'm not seeing this movie. But what's crazy is I did end up going and seeing, and seeing the movie. So spoiler alert. <laughs> but I remember leaving and like I'm so, I was so emotional about a tree and a, a a raccoon. I was like, what are they doing? Obviously, Marvel is doing something so right that somebody like me who has no comic book background can be this emotional and this invested into these characters, specifically a tree and a raccoon. Right. And I think that's why we wanted to make this podcast is there is this kind of magic something that's going on in these movies that just keeps us coming back and keeps a lot of people coming back. And I think beyond them just being great movies and fun to watch, there's something about these characters, especially, you know, as we'll talk about the kind of core Avengers characters that really resonates with people and definitely resonates with us. And so we've just kind of wanted to dig into that some in a few ways. Um, And so first we thought it would be fun on this podcast to just kind of, take a look back and, and march through each of the films that brought us to this point, that brought us to Endgame mm-hmm. and to Far From Home, and to kind of walk back through and look at what worked in those movies, what sometimes could have worked better, and you know what laid the foundation for what later on would ultimately work really well in some of the later films. All the while while we're doing this, Marvel is releasing news about upcoming films. In fact, just recently, you know, they announced an entire new phase that had a bunch of films in it. Right. And so kind of while we're looking back, can we also look forward? You know, so much of what we've known of these characters and these Avengers and this universe, for me at least, has been through the eyes, like through the lens of Tony, Cap, and Thor. Right, And what does life look like uh, for Marvel going forward with, spoiler alert, without them being key figures in this. You know, we've always viewed it through that lens. How do we view these new movies through a different lens? So I think that can kind of be our second objective, not only looking back, but also looking forward. Right, and you know, beyond that, there are just a lot of ideas, a lot of conversations that we've had that we think would be fun to kind of open up, uh, fun to get other people's commentary on. You know, uh, I have friends ask me all the time, you know, Maybe I want to watch Endgame, but I don't want to watch, you know, 21 films before I watch Endgame. Which ones do I absolutely have to watch Mm -hmm. in order to sort of understand what's going on in that movie? And I think that that's a really interesting conversation. And it's certainly 
up watch for rigorous them debate. Watch them all. Watch them <laughs> <Right>. all. <laughs> that's my answer. Right. right. It's a good answer. It's yeah, a good but answer. you know, there's that's a good one, and there's other just some other bigger picture things we can talk about. Like I know if you Google this, you'll find a hundred of them. But obviously, everyone's got their list of their favorite Marvel movies, or even maybe favorite Marvel moments. And so right. Robbie and I have some lists that we're excited to share. Our movie lists are pretty similar, but we do have a couple of key differences that would be fun for us to discuss moving forward. Right. And now, you know, having seen Endgame and seeing how all of these stories turn out, I think it's also really interesting to go back and see, you know, what is the best way to tell the story, which is to say is there a better order for us to rewatch these movies in than the order that they were released? Ooh, yeah. And so that's kind of something, you know, Kyle and I have talked about is as we're going to watch back through these films, is there an order that maybe tells a better story? And I think that that'll be part of our journey here as we're going through, you know, we can decide whether or not this works better, whether order of release is better. Um, and really just in the end, kind of whenever we get to end game, you know, what makes us feel like it tells the most complete story as a whole. Right. Right. So those are all things we want to explore in this podcast. You know, at the end of the day, these are conversations that Kyle and I are probably going to be having regardless of whether anybody's listening. But we would love for you guys to be a part of this. We think that it's going to be a really fun journey to go on together. So if this sounds like something that you're interested in, Please tune back in. Episode one is coming soon. We're going to get started on kind of this walk through all the films soon. And so we would love for you guys to come back and start with us. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.